Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Micromanager Moms, or How to Let Go of the Little Stuff. I'm excited to be at the square table with three fabulous moms, and we're here to say the struggle is real. What matters, and what can you let go of? What needs your attention, and what can you just trust that it'll all be okay in the end? Are you a micromanager? Are you clear on your big picture stuff? How about a little benign neglect, a little trust that your child is amazingly capable and your guidance and your teaching and your love truly will pay off in the long run? We might ask your parents how long it took you to learn what they wanted to teach and what they had absolutely no control over. Let's get started with a great big welcome to Nicole Greenberg, Christina Levine, and Jen Rosenberg. Nicole, you first posed the question on Facebook. So can you get us started and describe the challenges as you feel them? Okay, so initially as a new parent, it was really hard for me to lose control and just let things go because I'm very OCD. I like things clean. I like my house perfect. (laughs) I don't like things on my kids' faces. And... I learned to let go of those little things in time, not so much with my first child, but really with my second. So tell everybody how old your children are. Okay, so I have a four-year-old, Gwenny, and a two-year-old, Mason. Um, With Gwenny, I felt like I was more in control with things and a little bit more particular about the way things went. But once I had Mason, I was like... You know, it's the second child. I just have to let some things go because you cannot keep up on laundry. You cannot keep up on dishes. And doing that actually relieved me a lot compared to how I was prior to children, which kind of doesn't make sense. You think it would be more hectic. But in a sense, I feel a relief because I can just let my kids play and do what they do. And usually I shut the playroom doors and go to it later. I used to be like the dustbuster queen. Uh-huh. I was just going to say dustbuster queen. So I would have playdates when I had Wendy and have Jen. Chasing us all around with a yes. dustbuster. And I would be during the play day, during playdates. <laughs> and I just had to let it go. And just the other day I had a playdate and Christine's like, you're sitting here. I was having a glass of wine. I was relaxing. Wine I knew my playroom was a full disaster, but I explained to everybody, I have to still do it in a particular way. Everything uh-huh. has a spot, 
But I now let it go, shut the door, and go to it later versus doing it instead of enjoying myself and enjoying my kids. And everybody at this table has two children. So I think that's going to be really worth talking about Um, because I do think that's what second children teach everyone. It's, you know, when you have one child, all of your energy. We we just chuckled before turning on the the mic that, oh, a single child, only child, that child's going to get intensity and maybe a little bit more perfection. Right. Um, but let me just ask, before I ask everybody else about how where they stand on it, what prompted your original question about the big questions versus the little question, but letting the little stuff go? I feel that, like, why I prompted it with you is because I have a hard... I think when you don't have children and you have friends and they don't understand what you're going through. I felt like by reading like through your notes and seeing your podcasts and listening to all this that the other people are relating to what I am. That other people Absolutely. are I mean, I've met some of my best friends since becoming a mother and I feel like everybody's kind of in the same boat one way or another and we all like to control things, but sometimes you just have to let it go. It is the mirror of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just ask if this is, is some of what you're saying. So you're taking this journey. You're moving away to flexibility and balance yes. and enjoying maybe this a little bit more. But are you saying that there's a little bit of judginess still out there and yes. a standard out there that you still met, try to measure against? A hundred percent. I think one thing is, is when you become a new mother, it's like, you're making mom friends, but you want to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if a mom friend is not interested in you, which has happened before, and they don't want to be your mom friend, you're kind of like, <laughs> all right, I guess I don't meet that standard. Or maybe it's because I haven't showered in three days, and <laughs> my kids are crazy, and guess what? I fed them graham crackers for dinner, or I let them have a popsicle before they ate dinner. So you you are being judged constantly as a mom. It's different than when you were judged as... Because you didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. As much. I mean, as much. It's, about it's, a it's a different caring. Yeah. Well, let me have you guys answer. Let, I yeah. would like to pursue that and then come to the big and small questions. Because, yeah. Okay, so. Well, I think just to tailgate off of what you're just saying, your children are a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. So when they're schleppy, they have shit all over their <laughs> face and, you know, they're running ragged, then people are looking at you like, oh, okay, that's that's how you roll. She doesn't have it right? together. <laughs> she doesn't As you're, like, running together. down with your stroller. <laughs> I mean, your eight bags. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you loud and clear. This is living it. And, Jen, I want you to comment on that, but I just have to say, because this is what was wh- where my brain was going as I was writing the intro, are you a reflection of your mom? No. No. No! <laughs> no, but I see as I'm getting older, yes. I'm picking up weird traits <laughs> from her, and I'm like, God, like, my mom does that. Yeah. yeah. But but they're good. But you're good ones, You though. wouldn't have ever wanted her. You, as a, as, a, as a grown child, want to be seen and perceived and understood mm-hmm. as your own person, right. very yes. separate from your right. parents. Yeah. And yet, as our children are little and growing, that responsibility, that pressure is so big yeah. that, and, and I know that it's true for your parents because I know their thoughts. They are out there saying, you're sad, you're hurting, 
Yes. I have to help. I have to be involved. I have my heart breaks. You're only as happy as your least happy child. Mm-hmm. There's your right. parents are still experiencing it and yet it's the mother role that puts you into this um this this really really hard place a, of seeing your children reflect. I think we're in a different like um time though than when our parents were because you know I didn't grow up with nannies. I didn't grow up with like a constant babysitter. I didn't grow up with social media. And so I think that our parents didn't have that standard either. So when we say that we're not like our parents, but we are, I think you're right. Like we're picking up certain traits. Like I hear myself say something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like my mom. And my mom says stuff that sounds like my grandmother was. So I think we pick up those good traits. But as for like, we're dealing with a lot. Is never before has yeah, it ever been never. this hard, this complicated, this right. layered. I've, that's why we're here because mm-hmm. it's never been. It's a lot this of pressure hard. to like get up, like get a shower, get your shit together, get your kids together, get out the door, just do life all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Somehow with a smile on constantly your face. in the car, and then car. remember people's birthdays and. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying homework. Yeah, but like, you know, lunch and, you know, camp. And did I bring the check-in for this? Did I register for school? You know, there's there's a lot. And then somehow... It, and it's also so accelerated. Yes. I mean, and you've, then somehow have planning. a marriage and uh, yeah. a relationship and, and then friends. somehow be social with your husband and your friends. me time somehow in between all of that. So so the lot. mom manager, the momager is yeah. is the person who's carrying the emotional weight, the, the organizational weight of of this family right, and of everybody's sanity, and then you don't want to carry too much because then it seems that everybody depends on you, and then that gets hard because then, like you say, you don't get your me time. Right, because you end up being the gatekeeper for everything, and you're the last on the list. Yeah, Jen. So you laughed. Everybody laughed really, really hard when Nicole <laughs> says, um, you know, when that person doesn't want to be your mom friend. Um, <laughs> what went through your mind? If you can't identify with or as a hot mess mom, you can't be in my club. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. You're too perfect for me. So you and I to say it that. to myself all the time. I'm, I think every day the thought comes across my head, in, in my head, I'm a hot mess mom. I'm coming down the stairs and, like, laundry's falling off my arms and... Yeah. I have shit all over my face and kids have shit all over their faces and... You're a hot mess, but you have to be able to decide what you're going to deal with now and what you're going to deal with later and what you're not going to deal with at all. Okay, so there's our first list of what's the big stuff and what are you willing to let go of? What has that work for you? And like Nicole and I would imagine Christina also, the things that you are, the things on those list changes based on your children, how many children you have. And it can change with on a daily Sam, basis right. or an hourly basis. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Sam, I mean, Sam's my oldest, four years old. I have Elijah's too. And when Sam was a baby, after bed, that's when I would clean the whole house. Every toy had a place. Right. The dishes mm-hmm. were done. I would go to bed at midnight, but everything bed. was done. Yeah. And then Elijah came along, and I'm like, you know what? Those toys are going to stay there. And after three or four days of me not picking up any toys. I'm like, okay, now I have to move because... <laughs> I can't uh, walk I'm over now. I'm going to sell my house because it's just too much. <laughs> so you can go a little bit overboard. But I did decide that my time is better spent 
at night on me and mm-hmm. less on picking That's up. That's the only time it's me time. Right. When everyone is in bed. So after. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we all agree that for, for the mom who's trying to do it all, be it all, um, that you are non-negotiable part of this daily or weekly equation. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm going to ask each of you how you do it. So tell us about your me time and what you need and how that becomes a priority. I don't know how to answer this. Um, you might edit this, but that's okay. I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> that's my me time. Okay. It's, it's, I have a prescription. It's medical. It's legal. Thank you. But you're doing it, like, but what, in front of, like, you're watching your show, like you're listening to music. Like, after the kids go to sleep... That's that's mommy time. You're out on the patio. And that might be watching The Bachelorette right. and being utterly bored this season. Um, that might be playing stupid games on the iPad, reading, whatever it is, weed is always involved because that's my reset button. That's how I reset myself okay. every day. That's your chance to like zone out. I mean, and lots of people are, are, are having a glass of wine. Lots right. of people. No, yeah. Right, exactly. So. But for me... Um, I need to be able to... I've had a lot of perspective changers in the last four years. And we're going to talk about those on another podcast. Yes, we're not going to talk about it now. You can mention it if you like. Well, I had... I am struggling, or not so much struggling anymore, but I was dealing with breast cancer for the last year. And there's nothing like cancer to change your perspective about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't... You can't do it all. You can't be a momager. You can't micromanage anything if you can't manage yourself. So there was a period where nothing got done. And Ben, my husband, held everything down. Um, But now I'm kind of getting back into, I'm finally getting back into my full-time role as a mom. And I realized how much mm, managing I did do, even when I was being a lazy parent, mm-hmm. which was not doing the dishes well, every I'm day. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because you're, if when you're holding everything, you can't appreciate or see what you're really accomplishing every day. Right, and, and we're how, hard on ourselves. I've known you guys for four Very years. Very hard. And I'm here to tell you, you've done a great job as you're beating yourself up and having this, not, but having that doubt and that question yeah. of, am I doing everything I'm supposed to do? Is it enough? Is it enough? Yeah. Right. There's the question. Yeah. When you're asking the question of what's what's important, what can, what can you let go of? That's hard. It's the what's enough that I can really let go. And sometimes Sometimes you have to be okay with just getting by. Sometimes yes. you have to be okay with you, your children are alive. Yes. They're fairly clean. They've been fed a decent nutritional meal. Somewhat and they're one sleeping. Of all, one of their three meals. <laughs> Sometimes that has to be enough, and you have to be okay with that. Okay, because what I want to put out here, and which I didn't think that we were going to go in this direction in the podcast, which is what I always love about these conversations, is it comes down to what does every person in this family need and and so it's not a measure of how much is enough like did I do nine out of ten things on the checklist 
that it can't be that external thing, mm -hmm. but it can be if I'm falling apart, if I am needing a health break, if I am depressed, if I am lonely, if my husband's going through a job change, or he's any of the above, or my child is struggling at school. I mean, all of those factors that throw families out of whack, you have to know just taking care of ourselves and knowing what each person needs on any given day is the most important thing we can do. And nobody else can say, what's the best thing you need? Right. And then it's going to happen for each of your children, and it's going to happen for everybody that's a partner in this family and as well. Change. And, and it's going to change. Because once grow. you start yeah. fill, you know, think of that fill your bucket book. <clears throat> you know, once you fill the bucket, you, you don't have to fill it from empty again. But there's going to be a time when you've got, you are down to the last drop in that bucket. And you do need to get away, to run away, to hide, to say to somebody, husband, grandmother, nanny, somebody, mm -hmm. best friend. I knew, of, I knew somebody that said once, she walked into her neighbor's house and said, can I go upstairs and lay on your bed? Because I can't <laughs> face the world. Yeah. And you know what, sometimes it's nutty things, but you just have to know what you need. Okay, so I want you to think a little bit more about that self-care, but I'm coming to you, Christine, before you can like, um, you, don't, you know, you don't have to, it's just what, what do you do so that your needs are met so that you can be the best mom manager out there? Well. If we even want that role. I, no, no, I don't want to be a mom manager. Um, I love my family. I love my husband, my daughter that's four, my second daughter that's 20 months. And what I used to do is write lists. To do, I loved writing to-do lists. And they were like, I don't know how long. I like loved buying the new pads, having a fresh to-do list pad. Um, but they were so long. And they had so many things on it. And some of them were important. Some were kind of important. Some I could put off. And now I write these things and they're like this long. Um, I'm lucky if I get to do two or three of them. I feel super accomplished when I do one of them, and it took me two weeks to do just that one list. Um, but So you've shifted your expectations for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Those big, long lists are gone. Um, but like I said, I think like those things change as we change. I'm, I'm now 40, so when I look back at when I was 20, 30, and now 40, I used to... Of course, we're all judgy at times, but I think looking back at 20 and 30, I gave a shit. Like, what people think now, I'm like, I'm 40. I don't give a shit, really. And I will just spit it out, and I will say it, and either you like it or you don't. Now, applying that to my family, you have to just, like, roll with the punches. And, you know, you got a sick kid. You know, my husband decides to work from home today, and I got to deal with that. And, you know, my dog just puked on the floor. The other one just, you know, took a shit. And it, it just, it, they keep going. And I think we make these jokes all the time of it never ends. Yeah. Just like when you think that, like, you've heard it all and you've done it all and you've seen it all, something else happens. You're like, what? Right. Like, right. it just it just keeps, you just keep rolling with it. And there was this list, and I can't even think of where it came from, but there was this list of the things that, like, moms do, like, when things happen. And number 11, I don't know if I ever tell you that, the number 11. Okay, so number 11 was, like, when you've literally had enough of your family and your children and everything, and you're just going to walk out the door. 
and that was called you're doing a number 11. So my joke was always like, like if I text you and I say I'm doing a number 11, like you better get in the car and come fucking get me because <laughs> something is about to go down. I haven't done a number 11 yet, but <laughs> I've, 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 I've thought about it a couple times. Because it's still, still on the do, table. It's on the table. Yeah, <laughs> it might be table. this week. <laughs> <laughs> and is that because you've got this aware? That's seeing it on that list. Right. You realize I'm not the first person. I'm allowed, and I give myself permission yeah. to know that I get very close to that edge, yes. and that I can speak up when I get close to that edge. I'm being. It's like I feel like I'm being tried all day long, just being in the car. I'm like a taxi driver, and then this person pulls out in front of me. This person at Publix wants to run me over with their car, and then my kid throws shit everywhere, and it just you. Know, it the whole day just like goes on and on, and by the end of the day, I'm just done. And then I look at my list, and I'm like. Oh God! I only did like one or two things, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, you know what? Like everyone's in bed, they're healthy, they're alive. My husband's home. Like we're good. We have a roof over our heads. Like it could like, be. It could it, be. A it could be. Bad. Like yeah. yeah. So it's like that list now. I've learned to just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna put it back on my purse, and we'll look at that tomorrow. Good. You good. know and. I haven't done a number 11, not so, yet. So, so there is a new level of self-acceptance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, love it. And love it. I think with age, I think younger women that are having children, probably it gets easier as you get older. Good news for everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, self-care. Um, I am the type of person that wants to make everyone else happy. I have a really hard time with that. And I definitely, definitely, definitely overload myself every day. You I can't know this. say no to anything. What? You can't I don't. Say no. I don't. Everyone, you guys know it. I mean, so I think that my self time is like going to Michael's, going to Hobby Lobby, making twelve hundred shirts at one o'clock. Like in the I morning. started like my own like business right now because I was sick of <laughs> buying stuff off Etsy, and I'm really good at designing things. So like I literally design shirts that I was paying like a ton of money for, and I will do like twenty of them a night. So like my cool down is going upstairs. Locking myself in that room, putting the kids to bed, everybody's asleep, my husband's doing work, and I get to do something that I enjoy. But it's really hard for me just to, like, even go to sleep. Yeah, I have to go, go, go. Like, I start my morning, and, like, I have people go, what? How do you get all this done in one day? And I go, I don't know. I think I'm, like, crazy, but I have to do it. But I will tell you, it used to be to the point, like Jen said, um, I would go... Everyone would be in bed at night, and I'd go out, and I could not leave without, like, the toss pillows organized on the couch, all the laundry done, folded in their rooms, and everything laid out for the next day. And now, at least I've taken that off the list and been like, okay, there's dishes in the sink. I'm okay with that. I can put them in the dishwasher tomorrow, right? It's so good. And I can go to bed and be like, okay, the house is a little mess, and I have laundry that's still in the dryer from three days ago. You know what I discovered about not doing everything every night? Sometimes, if you leave things, other people will do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. So, I mean, I don't... <laughs> yes. I, I, you I had a situation where, where Ben stepped up. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and you discovered something. And I do think that is, if you're a gatekeeper parent... Um, then the other person's going to feel like they're always going to fail, that you really want to do it your own way, and and we don't really make room for people right. to, to help us. Yes, um, we do it to ourselves. I, I have a hard time do. delegating. I don't like to delegate, and my motto is, if I want it done right, I'm going to do it myself. 
Right. And so it, it comes down to and that whole perfection rightness mm-hmm. is is a trap that I don't want to have to redo it. <laughs> well, or you just let it go. Or I let it go. So, okay, so now we're back to the original question. Yeah. Um, what is okay to let go? And and let's mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I think I think messes are okay to let go and I think letting your children make a mess. Yes. And not micromanaging them in that way is super helpful. And I always go back to this thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson said, which is children learn through mess. Yes. Let them jump in the puddles. And whenever I see Sam or Elijah going to the fridge with a cup, going to get water, I'm like, okay, here's a mess I'm about to clean up. But, or now I say, here's a towel, you clean it up. That's right, yeah. And I don't manage their behavior to avoid messes or something for me to do. I had a friend visiting me once and she was blown away by the fact that I let Sam or Elijah, I don't remember which one, walk into the living room with a full cup of ice water because she thought he was going to spill it. And I said, so he spills it. What if he, what if he spills it? So we clean it up. And that's kind of like how I... So you feel that little bit of liberation. Yes, and um, it also kind of teaches, yeah, it teaches them. It teaches them. It teaches to, them in a normal You know what, yeah. especially at Gwenny, Lenny, and Sam's age, they actually wanted, they want a task. They want to clean. They want the paper towel. They want the towel. I, no, I want to do it myself. I want to do it. No, this is how I'm going to do it. So I think... That's a good age where, like, they can certainly they can be learn. self-efficient. Yeah, we to, need to, to start actually them. make a mess, make a mistake, spill something, and here you go, like you said, Jen, like, here's the paper towel. And so it how up. much do you have to let go of times and schedule in order to make that happen, allow that to happen? Well, it depends. It depends on what type of person you are, I think. I think people more like Nicole were more OCD, more anxious about getting things done and having the yeah, things clean. It's harder. And being on time places. Yes, and I do not like to me, be late. I'm, I mean, I'm, I would definitely call myself a lazy mom sometimes. I mean, I wake up later than the kids do sometimes. And fortunately, Ben works from home, so that, that does work for us. But he's late to school five minutes Sometimes, and I tell myself it's fine because it's preschool, and yeah. when we get to elementary school, I'll be better. Um, <laughs> but those five minutes are important. That's part of self-care, too. Um, but in the end, it doesn't matter if your floors are clean every night. It doesn't matter if your dishes are done every night. It does not matter if the toys are put away, and it definitely doesn't matter if they're put in the right place. Because as long as your kids are happy and you're happy and your family is happy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Right. So you, sometimes you just need to widen your lens and, you know, on a long enough timeline. Doesn't matter how your kids. It doesn't look. matter. Doesn't matter how your it kids doesn't look. Matter. Doesn't matter. The schmutz on the face. Right. The the going to school in yesterday's clothes. Well, plus right. at, at like four years old, I. I've tried to control what goes on, and my daughter is like, I'm wearing this. I'm like, well, it doesn't match. What should I do? Like, That's I, right. If she wants to wear I'm like, three, well, you know what? She's self-expressing three herself. Three princess so outfits on top of each for other. For two weeks straight, she wore pajamas, a princess nightgown to school, and every day I took clothes for her and said, change her. Sometimes fighting that, resisting that, takes longer than to... You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. So that's why you just you just voice. give in. You're like, yeah, uh, yeah Lenny wants to wear PJ Masks, socks with 
some god-awful outfit, but just to argue that would take longer. So I'm like, you know what? Put the socks on. Let's go in the car. Yeah. And okay, there we I go. Okay, I just want to clarify because, you know me, I love to reframe everything. I wouldn't choose the word give in because I think what matters in the world, I don't, giving in is that slippery slope mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says um, kids have won, the world has won. I've lost. <laughs> Sometimes, though, you have lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, but the way I like to reframe it is because I think if you if that's the story you tell yourself, then you feel less liberated and empowered by those choices. You don't feel like the rock star mom that's doing it her way. You feel like right. the person who's being dragged through the day. But if you say, okay... Does this matter? You know, and again, that's a hard thing to, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. It's an all small stuff. And and pick and choose your battles. I mean, all of that stuff is great on paper. But when you're living it, it's like socks, no socks, princess pajamas. See, I have white socks. White socks are my thing. Colored socks freak me out. So (laughs) I have white socks picked out every day until they go with her shoes. And that's what I would prefer. Because they go with every color shoe. So when she picks out the PJ Maxx socks, they're not going to go with the shoes. But I'll tell you, so to reference what I'm you're just saying, is that, it. okay, so now I'm a little upset that she's not wearing the white socks, but I see the smile on her face. She's in the backseat of the car, kicking her feet, like, woohoo! Look at, you know, she says Charlie or Gwenny or whoever's going to like my socks today yeah. in camp. And she's so excited about yeah. these socks. Yeah. So then... I think that's when I were in the car, we're on the way to camp, and I look past it, and I'm like, all right, she's happy. Mm-hmm. And not and, 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 and a lot of those insecurities. And that's what matters, but what I did to myself just to get to that point is yeah. beyond ridiculous. But that's the learning, and that's the yes. growing. And with your first children, you're going to hit that iceberg every time, because mm-hmm. you're out there cutting the, the ice. Right. But what happens is when she tells you, I love my socks. I'm proud of my socks. I find my voice and choice in these socks. I have social power. I have personal pride. It's not just giving in. It's, oh my gosh, now I get why I made the best possible decision. So when you think about that equation of what do you hold on to, what do you let go of, you never really know until after you make the decision and you go, oh, you know what? I'm feeling really good as, about myself as a parent that I did that, and it was easier. So I could actually do that again another day. Right. But I'm always going to love white socks, yes, <laughs> and I'm always going to try. I mean, but then there's the other thing where you don't make that, where you like, where, where you maybe give in and you realize, okay, now my child's acting in a way that compromises some other values or principles that mm. really do matter big time. And that's the other thing I just want to throw on the table because now I want to talk about the things that you don't want to let go of. Um, and again, given that they change every day, every year, every age and stage, there was an old study that, was, that happened with discipline. And it said, you know what? Parents are really, really good at knowing the kind of people they're trying to raise. They're really good at knowing what matters to their lot to, to, to their to their lives, to their families, to the world they want to influence. And it's the little stuff that gets in the way. Like, oh, do we leave the restaurant or not leave the restaurant when my child's having a tantrum? Yes, you never know, leave. Do never I leave? You know, it's the, all the little day to day. And I'm the opposite, I leave. 
Well, no, again, there's I, no I right or wrong. I my food and my glass of wine, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now we can go. But 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 the big <laughs> decision, but but it's how you. Sometimes I think you measure the little choices by how am I feeling, how am I doing, how do I, how am I measuring up among my peers? You know, not that we want to compete, but it's like you know what. I like us. I like me. This mm-hmm. feels good to me. And then how much do you enjoy being with your children and enjoy the people they're becoming? So what what is what do you not want to let go of? I would leave a restaurant. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, was thinking okay, of something a little more global. Like, okay, so public embarrassment. Like, um, I have a hard time. Well, so, <laughs> give me the translation on Nicole. So, you, so my thing is it's like, I've been there. I know what it's like. You're at Target. Your kid's screaming. They want something, but you have to get, like, diapers and coffee for your husband. And I'm like, I just need to get these things and get out of here. And I'm like that mom that sees another mom struggling, and I kind of give her the eye, like, I got you, girl. Like, I know. I've been there. But I'm also the type of mom that would be like, okay, at a certain point, I've left my cart in the store. At a certain point, I've... I cannot handle that when they just get so out of control. I feel like I'm teaching them something by being like, okay, we're leaving. Guess what? Next time we go to this restaurant, you're going to remember that. And I feel like that does work. My other thing is, too, is like with Christina and like Lenny's white socks, (laughs) I had this whole dilemma. And my hard thing of doing it is it's like, I buy these nice clothes and you look so awesome in them. And you wanted them two weeks ago because all you wanted to wear was skirts. Now you want to wear pants. So my thing is, is like, I can't let go of the control. So, so I feel good and she feels good. I've decided now I lay out three outfits in the morning and you get to choose one. Okay. So you could lay out three different kinds of white socks and hope she chooses one. But <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to work. But so my thing is, I still have to have the control, but I'm giving a little bit up at a time for the children to have that self-pride. And what I love is, and I think each one of you are going to have examples that show this, is that each one of you finds your own way. Yes. That that you, in order for you to stay comfortable in your own skin, 100%. you have to be you. And, and so that means three choices. But you're also listening. Mm-hmm. And you're adapting. And, and there is this, I mean, we're also thinking of a podcast about like collaborative parenting. Mm-hmm. And it's not the child running the house, but it's this, there's a dance. There's this dance, you know, it was a baby dance when they were little and you were getting to know each other, but there's still a dance. If I push too far, they're gonna become more oppositional or more resistant. If I take a minute and pause, they're going to step up into something magnificent. You know, you're always experimenting with who you are and who they are in relationship to you and who mm-hmm. and how they respond to you is different than how they respond to your husband or how they will respond to your best friend. So all of that is also teaching. But you want respect, you want a certain yes. sort of public demeanor. Um, and I think that like being a teacher for so long, I used to try to make everything a learning experience. You just can't do that. I, I mean... <laughs> no, but you try. You try. And I tried, try. and it was one of those things, like, I'd always be like, well, you know, when I taught, like, kids listen to me. Now I have my own kids. <laughs> so I send them to school, and they listen to their teachers, which is awesome, but it was kind of like, well, why don't they listen to me? I know all the techniques. I know the psychology, but they don't want to listen to me because I'm their parent. That's right. That's right. It is. It's so right. Christina, what are you... Not letting go of... Um, well, I would say schedules, like bedtime, just daily routine, and maybe it's because of um, 
Lila's still, I'm not calling her a baby, but she's almost 20 months old. So we're still trying to do the nap and, you know, do bath and bed by a certain time. Of course, there's times where I let it go. We just had a little sleep under at Nicole's the other night. And Lila did stay up past her, you know, her, her go time and whatnot. But, I mean, she did it. It You know, it gets a little bad at some point, And then that's when we got to pick up our bags and we go. Just like you would leave a restaurant. Lila's probably our, you know, our, okay, got to go now, mm-hmm. you know, alarm. Um, but something I wouldn't let go of would be, like, I don't know if, like, respect is the right word. I guess maybe our older are at an age where, like, they're starting to put hands on each other and um, saying words and maybe not being so nice to each other. I will not tolerate that from Lenny Mm -hmm. at all. And she's put her hands on Lila once, and that will never happen again. Well, it will happen again, excuse me. But yes. it, will, it, it, will, it will happen for a little while, let's just say that. Lucky their girls. But, but, but that's good clarification but that you let her know. Under, this is, there are this things is I will my tolerate. limit. Yes. This is what, what was really, mm-hmm. really important to me. And I will find a way to help you yes. really appreciate so how behavior. important this and is I, to me. And I explained to her the same, that like no one is to be touching you. No one is to put their hands on you. No one touches you and if that is the case then you need to tell me you need to tell your teacher tell an adult something and something will be done so I think that's that's my like but I think you also I just want to emphasize it because I think there was real wisdom in that I in that sentence when you said it's going to happen again yes and so no matter how um clear you are about what it what what you stand for you know your children are young, they make mistakes, and they're still learning. And so there is this process where you know, I will have to revisit this, and maybe in different forms for long, for a long, long, long time, especially with siblings. I mean, there, yes. there might be a sibling dynamic that might go on for, for their lives, right. um, where you come in and, and try to teach them how to honor, respect, and appreciate one another. Sounds like another podcast topic. <laughs> siblings. Mm-hmm. Siblings. Oh, uh, what you wouldn't let go of, and you said happiness before, but it's just right. You, every, if everyone's happy, as far as the managing a household, I would let go of everything, because it doesn't matter. The things I won't let go of are respect. Well, I try, um, but empathy, but wait, let me, compassion. Let me hold, can you hold your yeah. thought? Because I think this is so important. Because you, what you say is. I will try, but I will not stop trying. And there is a clarity when you say what matters, what's the big stuff? Mm -hmm. The big stuff is what you believe in your heart of hearts is that thing that you are unswayed for and that you will, no matter how many times they do that thing that's driving you crazy, you are going to keep teaching it because it truly matters and you know it matters. So, I mean, I I do think... I bought a hedgehog because I will (laughs) not allow my children to become little psychopaths who don't understand respect for life at its largest and smallest scale. What did you buy? A hedgehog. Oh, hedgehog. I went right to hedgehog. (laughs) 
Wait, what's, what's I didn't get a name? hamster. His I didn't name? get a rabbit. I Wait, got a you hedgehog. got a real hedgehog? Yes. Her what's, name's Daphne. Oh, her name. Oh, we haven't seen Daphne yet. No, you haven't. We haven't met her yet. Okay, so, so again, knowing <laughs> that, that a sustained relationship, that taking care of life, I mean, it could be taking care of a garden. It could be helping out around the house with mm-hmm. kindness and compassion. Compassion and empathy. Those are things that I will never try to stop teaching. Okay. Yes. And, and so, so those how, are extremely important. So tell important. us about your hedgehog. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just went straight. How to do you take care of a hedgehog? It doesn't just get a little, be a little ball. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, I'm taking care. It's it's kind of fun. It's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm still working on taming her. I don't know. I don't. It was do an you let the hedgehog thing. out of the cage? Yeah, every day. I have a kiddie pool that I put in the living room. That I let her run around in. That's just not your thing. No, that just gave me anxiety. And finding the choices of how you create those experiences for your child. Because there's the weird, but that's where it gets complicated is I know the ideals I care about. Right. And the last thing I want to do in my life is add to my list and add another mouth to feed and someone else to bathe and take care of and clean up after. But it's important to me that they see life on a small scale and understand that it's just as important as theirs. And I think with that understanding comes a whole set of empathy and compassion and understanding for people. Yeah. So. And it can be ducks in the neighborhood, too. I mean, everybody yeah. doesn't have to go get a pet right, right away. But I, 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 I'm wonderful, because I think we you won't believe that the time has already gone so fast. So I know you have some things on your boards if there's anything else you want to throw out. Yes. Um, but, I, but I just want to say... It's a big question that you started us with, you know, that moms are carrying this weight and how you negotiate the big and the small. I know you are doing it, and I'm really happy that you were able to be here to share the journey through the small stuff because it's ne- that part's never ending. The big stuff you have with such clarity, it's, it's phenomenal. Something else on your, on your board there? Uh, yeah, I think it's important to understand if you are trying to figure out how to manage your house and make it easier on yourself, you need to understand the differences between your children. For instance, Elijah, Sam can be trusted in a room by himself. Elijah cannot. And that distinction is really No, why not? No, why? He's two? No. Oh, my God, that kid. I get it. I get it. We had our half pipe out today. I get it. Um, So it's... And, and again, that's so insightful, but I think that's the thing. When people hear this podcast, they heard three very different stories, three very different realities, three very different mothers. And the, I can't give anybody a formula. I do think it is knowing yourself, knowing your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys are doing that beautifully. Anything else that you, general points you wanted to throw out? The only thing that I could add is that I think it's so important to balance like, like the me time, you know, one-on-one time with your kids and doing date night with your husband and some, you know, yeah. finding the, the night, the mom's night out. And mm-hmm. there's so many things that we try to shove in, you know, a day or a week or a month, but balancing all of those things I think is really important. 
And, you know, Jen said... And that's what keeps you sane. Jen said something earlier about the um, the hot mess moms, and the two of you were talking about finding yourselves and how you've changed, and I know you found that friendship and that tribe. You know, I yeah. know that you've surrounded yourself with the people that truly honor and reflect back the world that you want. You can, um, you can sense that, and I think about the first time that I came into baby class and saw both of them, I was like, you know what? They get me. They get it. You felt that in baby class. With with both of them, and we've been friends ever since, but yeah. it's kind of like one of those things that like you feel a bond, even though you could be different. Yeah. We, we yeah. all have a little all bit different parenting yeah. styles, different. but I know that I can trust in them to call them, and they can help me out yeah. when things are getting crazy, and I try to micromanage, or you know when you know your kid isn't listening, and you're like, I just need someone to talk to that can relate. They can do that. And that's important. And I think that my number one thing that comes out of micromanaging or just like, you know, not sweating the small or the big stuff is the most important thing is, is to spend that time with your kids. And I can't really spend the time with them if I'm in doing laundry when they're home. Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel that they get more out of anything in the whole day is if I sit down and do an activity with them and spend time with them. That's a, and that's I'm going to let that really be a, a wrap-up question. I'll let you exp- expand on that is how have you got this? And that, and that, and that thought, that, that connection, that real relationship with each of your children and with yourself. Um, but, but, and that's what your children need yes. more than anything else. So they're not going to remember me doing laundry. Yeah. They're not going to remember that I was like an awesome dishwasher. Like <laughs> they're not going to remember that I went to the garden and picked fruit for them or, or whatever and fed them all organic. They're going to remember, you know what? Mommy took me to the library today. Or mommy and I went and got our nails done. Or you know what? Mommy was in the backyard playing with me or swimming. That's what my kids remember. And they talk about it to other people. And they go to school and talk about it. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to say to their friends, you know my mommy cleaned all the dishes and put them away last night? Exactly. That is never going to happen. It's not going to be, mommy woke up this morning and made my bed and had all my clothes ironed. No. They don't, they don't remember that. They remember the fun times and the things you do with them. So that is what I've had to let go is doing those things that seem important. But then I take and look at the big picture and I'm like, the important thing is sitting down with my kids and reading them a bedtime story or making sure that I tell them every day that I love them and I care about them. That's what's important. So all that other stuff goes to the wayside. And it's going to stay important all the way through high Mm -hmm. school. Christina, how have you got this? I mean, I think very similar to Nicole, like, if, if Lenny asks, like, I want to watch Beauty and the Beast for the 500th time, <laughs> and she wants to snuggle in bed, I'm, like, how can you say no? Say yes. Say yes. And, you know, when Lila wants to dump bubbles and play bubbles outside, even though I know she can't do it, like, I, I go out there, mm-hmm. and I do it with her, because she's out there, she's laughing, and she's running around, and she's free, mm-hmm. and these are probably the moments when... You know, older parents have older children. They keep reminding us it goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. I see how it does. We're already four years deep, and we're like, how did that happen? Because we did meet each other when the kids were, what, three or four months, I'd say? And now they're four years old, and we're like, how did that happen? But it's like if we don't stop and sit down watch the Beauty and the Beast movie watch do the bubbles whatever it is that they're asking to do Play-Doh you know get out Play-Doh and do Play-Doh it's like I feel like we're gonna blink hashtag don't blink (laughs) um 
they're going to be like off to college and we're going to regret not watching the movie and doing all the stuff they asked us to do. So it's like, just stop, listen to them. They're asking for something really simple and just do it. Even though you're so tired. Even though you're so tired. Exactly. You need a glass of wine and and try to sleep. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I can't really say it any better than Nicole and Christina did. You need you need to let it go and be present. Not just for the kids, because the kids will remember it, but so will you. And, I mean, I have the memory of a goldfish right now, so um, it's important to me that I, not only I'm in the moment for them, but sometimes I'll be with them and I'll take, like, snapshots in my mind, remember this moment, be here, be there. Because you're, Nicole's right, They're not going to remember if you did the dishes, but they're going to remember that you put on a bathing suit or didn't put on a bathing suit and and just jump in the pool with your clothes on. Yeah, love it. Or ride one of those little roller coasters right into the pool in your clothes. I did that (laughs) two weeks ago, and they thought it was the best thing ever. They think it's great. And they go to school and tell their friends about that. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much because it felt like it was... A stressful question when we began, mm-hmm. and it's such Did a. Did we even hard... answer the question? You know what? We, 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 I, I feel like we it's so heartwarming. <laughs> I'm feeling so good mm-hmm. that I just love it, and I love that. I think we just flipped it, flipped it to say, "You've got this. You've mm-hmm. really got this." Thanks, guys. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to see me, hear me, love me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.